Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. June 1st marks the start of hurricane season in the northern Atlantic. Some years are incredibly active, like 2017. By comparison, 2013 had no hurricanes make landfall at all. While there were several tropical storms, none developed into full-blown hurricanes. We don't know what 2019 has in store for us, but the names for storms in 2019 have already been established, and the first few will be called Andrea, Barry, Chantal, Dorian, Aaron, and Fernand. On today's show, we're talking about the kinds of fraudsters that crawl out of the woodwork whenever a natural disaster strikes. It could be an earthquake, a hurricane, or tornado, any major natural disaster. There are numerous scams out there. Some of them target unsuspecting property owners. Others target assistance programs and insurance companies. Here are the top five. While many individuals respond to natural disasters with kindness and generosity, opening their hearts and wallets to those in need, some individuals will take advantage of the situation to line their own pockets through frauds and scams. So here are the top five. Number one, the benefits fraud. Benefits fraud is when individuals apply for emergency assistance benefits to which they're not entitled. This could include the fraudster lying about his circumstances to obtain financial assistance from the government or nonprofit organization, or a fraudster simply attempting to acquire benefits of a legitimate victim through fraud or theft. Such actions blunt the impact of aid organizations and they make it much harder to help those in need. In some cases, these people are impersonating the owner of a vacant property. It's clear that nobody's been home for a while, and the property has sustained damage. By impersonating the owner, a scammer can often get a hold of funds that rightfully should go to the owner of the property. Number two, charities fraud. In the wake of every natural disaster, charities are created to help care for those who need it the most. And sadly, criminals often seek to exploit these charitable entities for their own gain. The methods include setting up fraudulent charities of their own, soliciting donations, or attempting to collect money on the behalf of legitimate charities, then they keep the money for themselves. These schemes can be perpetrated via many different methods, such as door-to-door collections, phone calls, through the mail. Some will take pictures of devastation, create an elaborate story of their tale of hardship, and create a new campaign on one of the crowdfunding websites and start collecting donations. Fact is, often they don't even live in the affected area. Number three, cyber-related scams. The Treasury Department has warned that cyber criminals often take advantage of public interest during natural disasters to conduct fraud and spread malware. This approach can be as simple as setting up a website that claims to support victims of a tragedy. But in reality, it steals money and personal information from donors. Many scammers attempt to mimic the website of a legitimate relief organization to make their efforts that much harder to detect. These are all the traditional phishing scams that are out there that might be littering your email inbox on a day-to-day basis. But oftentimes, in the wake of a natural disaster, many people's guard is lowered. Number four, the loan modification scam. Some homeowners don't carry sufficient insurance to protect their property. And for many, they don't have the available cash to conduct a major repair. Solution, in many cases, is to increase the mortgage amount on the home in order to effect a repair. With the loan modification scam, fraudsters will seek out mortgage borrowers affected by a natural disaster and promise a loan modification for a fee. Some of these folks can be pretty sophisticated. They'll produce a long closing checklist similar to the one the bank would have had you complete at the beginning. They'll demand your updated tax returns, bank statements, personal financial statements. Now they've got all this information about you. Once they collect the fee, the scammers are never heard from again. 
Not only did they steal your money, they have enough information about you that it would be very easy to steal your identity. Number five, the repair scam. This is one of the most common ones. In the repair scam, the scammers promise to make repairs to damaged properties. This is especially attractive to those affected in natural disasters because contractors are difficult to find and they're often overpriced. Once again, a fee is collected up front and the scammers disappear. Another variation of the same scam is to demand payment to purchase materials. They actually start the work, then demand more money to purchase materials since materials are in short supply, and then they disappear. Just like in investing, doing business with anonymous people is more dangerous than those with whom you've already established a relationship of trust. Now is the time before the hurricane hits to establish those relationships and figure out who you're going to work with should disaster strike. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.